This is Zips Unlimited, a show about the University of Akron, its programs, its people, and its community. Zips Unlimited is produced by WZIP-FM. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zips Unlimited. My name is Chris Kepler. I'm the general manager here at WZIP. And today, now today's program is a little bit different because usually you know, myself or Willie Coleman and I together, um, we already know exactly who we're talking to and what we're talking about. Today I just have the about. I don't have as much the who. Um, there is a, a new group of people who have been assembled uh, by the dean of the Bochtel College of Arts and Sciences, Dean Mitchell McKinney, who's sitting here. And we are going to hear a little bit more about that council, the purpose of it. These are all alumni, am I right? That's right. That's right. We've got a group of uh, 18 of our alums, and uh, they represent our, our various schools and departments. And uh, we, we set in motion a few months ago uh, that we wanted to bring together uh, alums from our programs, of folks who are out there doing amazing work. Uh, and we've also learned in terms of from the Alumni Association, so we are the first college. Uh, the plans are for all colleges uh, to put together a, an Alumni Advisory Association. And this group is going to help us with student recruitment, with career development for our students, uh, all sorts of things. And so we're very excited to have them come together. So they're going to be learning a little bit more about their, their old stomping grounds and, uh, and consulting with you a little bit. Sure. So, so they, of course, each bring uh, a vast knowledge of their, uh, their departments, their schools, the programs that they came through, and, and, and now helping us understand what are those things that we need to be thinking about in terms of further development of, of our academic programs and, and particularly assisting us with career development for our students, uh, networking, the kinds of relationships and developing uh, those partnerships with entities in the community. Uh, what they bring to the table is 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 a, a great a great uh, vast network, if you will, in terms of their relationships, partnerships that can be brought to bear for the benefit of our students, our programs, and the college. So it's that expertise that we're excited to tap into. Well, very good. Let's tap into some of their minds right now. We do have a number of the people here in the studio. Abby Basher, who I met. On this show, That's right. I don't know, what was that, like four years ago? Something like that. Yeah, it's been a while ago. Four, yeah. And you were writing. You were doing writing for one of the, actually it was a student organization, local chapter. I believe it was like an online magazine by women for women, women's issues, that sort of thing. Yes, that's right. It's called Her Campus Akron, okay. and um, I founded the organization in 2017 when I was a sophomore here at UA. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, like you said, an online publication that features women's voices on campus, and they can write about the issues that they're most passionate about and uh, still going today. Okay. Are you still writing in some, in some way? I am, yep. I do a lot of freelance writing now since I've graduated, um, and I've done a number of different things. Um, and, you know, stayed in touch with my professors from the English department here at UA. Um, and in the fall, I'm hoping to go to law school as oh, well. Oh, very good. Are you going to come to our law school? I am trying to decide between two schools. Okay. And UA is one of them. Okay, good. Hope we see you here in the fall. <laughs> what are you going to do with the law degree? Do you know? I am really interested in uh, social justice-related legal issues. So I am hoping to tap into that um, and also hopefully continue with uh, gender-related legal issues. You know, one of our alums um, is a, a gentleman who is, uh, I believe, executive producer or producer for CNN's Social Justice Division. And that's all he does wow. is is manage the stories and, and other content that we see on CNN that has to do with that. So, well, good luck Thanks. this fall. Good luck with law school. Yes. Hopefully we'll see you on campus. Yes, thank you. Um, also joining us today is Amanda Barna. And what, now tell me a little bit about your background. 
I met her a few years ago. I didn't okay. meet you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you, Chris, and it's nice to be here today. Um, I am a 2000 um, graduate from the sociology department, and then I received my master's degree from the Department of Urban Studies in 2004. Um, I currently own a business called the Center for Marketing and Opinion Research. We do public opinion research, and um, I developed that um, groundwork and connections um, as my, during my time as a student and then um, as an employee of the University of Akron, which working for the university was my first job out of college. Oh, very good. Very good. So when you think about memories at the university, I mean, you kind of get to relive it in a way all the time, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do. And it, um, the Boy, this campus is is just the the changes that have been made since I've worked here and since I've gone to school here are just amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just a phenomenal place to, to come and visit. We've said on this show before, and people probably think I get paid to say this, and I really, really don't. It's the honest truth. I ask so many people, just out of curiosity, like, you know, what was it when you visited campus or you, just, you were deciding on universities, what was it that made you choose Akron? I don't know how many people, it's a huge number, tell me they fell in love with the campus. They loved the feel of it. They didn't expect it. They thought it was going to be different. They thought it was going to be more of a traditional urban setting. And we've managed, we, like I had anything to do with it. Somebody, <laughs> a lot of people managed to transform that, that very urban campus into something that is in an urban area. Yet we have so much more of a traditional feel of other types of campuses that we didn't have when I was a student. And I, I still liked it here, but it's even better now. Well, you know, what's amazing is I was a student here for so long, and then I worked at the university for eight years, and I've been back with um, several different groups that I've been uh, involved with in the community. So I've gone on tours of the campus, you know, 10, 20 times, and every time I see something new and different that I hadn't seen before or wasn't aware of. This is actually my first time here um, at the radio station. I've, okay. I've never had the opportunity to see it. We'll have to come back and past. see us. I we will. record the show, you know, every week of the year we have <laughs> okay. something. I hope to. I try to. <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by. Uh, Tim Moneypenny is also here. Uh, that's Dr. Tim Moneypenny, if I'm not correct. That's right. That's It's Dr. Tim Moneypenny the second, actually. Okay. So. All right. What What's the PhD and what are you doing? It's in chemistry. Yeah. So I, I got my PhD at the University of Illinois after mm -hmm. I got my bachelor's degree here mm -hmm. in 2014. Yeah. And currently I'm working for Dow Chemical. Uh, I do. I'm a synthetic polymer chemist, so I synthesize emulsion polymers for their architectural coatings business. You're talking to a communication guy. <laughs> so basically, so basically, the business I work in is is paint, right? We don't okay. actually sell the paint. We sell raw materials that go into paint, and I make those raw materials. Okay. And the, and the specific raw material that we make is called a binder. So it's essentially the glue that holds everything in the paint on the wall. I know. I actually know somebody who's going to want to hear this. It's another Akron grad who's in that same industry. Um, I don't know the company, but it has to do with paint, and it has to do with all the kinds of things that you know about that I don't really know too much about. Do you make it back to this campus very often? Uh, to the campus, not so much, but to the area, yes. My All of my family lives out here. So what what are your thoughts, I guess, You know, returning to campus, even just today? I mean, it seems like... When people visit, even if it's just once every couple of years, there's always something like, wow, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, so, you know, it's definitely very nostalgic, of course. Uh, there were a few uh, areas on campus that I don't. I think they were just starting to, to work on by mm -hmm. the time I was leaving. Uh, I think that whole area with the Chipotle and the uh, all of those different, I guess, 
stores, restaurants. I know exactly there. where Chipotle is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that was there when, when I was graduating. Or uh-huh. They were about to start working on it. Okay. What would your advice be to somebody who's, you know, maybe entering the university this fall um, as, you know, as a freshman? What would, you, what would you have told the freshman when you were a freshman? <laughs> so I think the best advice I have for incoming freshmen is, is really just to take advantage of everything that the university has to offer. Right. Join a club, you know. Uh, go to the sports the sports games. Uh, make as many friends as possible, but mm-hmm. also like step out of your comfort zone. You know, get involved in something that you don't normally think you would have would have done, and when you were younger. Very nice, Mark. What were you involved in in college? Um, I think the base thing I was involved in was working on campus for Res Life. Oh, okay. Um, that was that was my to me that even though I was getting paid to do it, that was still community engagement to me. Yeah, you know, I don't know a, anybody who has worked there that doesn't just go on and on and on about how much they loved the environment and love the people. Yeah. You're, you're saying yes. So. Yes. No, I, I, for, I, and I, and I got into it in 2010, which was after my first year at Akron and then worked it up until I graduated, you know, every summer too. Mm-hmm. So. so what did you major in? What do you, what, what did you, what did you study and what are you doing now? Sometimes I, they're different things. You never know. <laughs> no, I, I kept it in the same scope, but, uh, so I majored in criminal justice. Um, I started off uh, with my associates in CJ and, and law enforcement, um, mostly out of Polsky. And then I uh, continued on for a couple more years to uh, the College of Arts and Sciences for the criminal justice and political science program. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, I, I am the insider threat program manager and investigator for uh, Goodyear Tire and Rivers Police Investigations Department. So we're housed like three miles right down the road and the global headquarters for yeah. One of the leading uh, tire manufacturing companies in the entire world. I'll bet there are a lot of people who didn't even know that that, that division existed. Yes, absolutely. And and a lot of the good history behind it is that in the early 1900s, I want to say maybe 1910, 1912, is when the Goodyear Police Department actually uh, was established. And they were they started off with 150 uh, plus members, which in that area was the most police officers. Um, compared to Akron, Talmadge, Cuyahoga Falls, and even Stowe combined, you know, so we were a huge community and huge yeah. city limit block uh, that they created that, and it moved on. I mean, you know, it, it changed over the years. We've had a reduction in numbers. Uh, it's become more of a specialized department, you know, filled with variety of uniform to uh, investigators and you know some security services that that we uh, run throughout the entire company. And it sounds like had you not you know, pursue those degrees at the University of Akron, I'm not sure that you'd be doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And and it's also the networking part of it, too. So faculty members, um, you know, I, I I know we, our department specifically, aside from, you know, the polymer side of things with the, with the corporation and University of Akron, but our department specifically uh, works really closely with our intelligence and security uh, center that we have on campus here. So we... we Give intelligence, and we also receive intelligence from from that whole uh, service that's provided at Akron. Okay, you know, Betsy, when we when you were downstairs, I think it was you that brought up, and maybe, and maybe I'm mistaken, but somebody brought up in another part of the of the tour that's been going on this evening um, about the possibility of having some kind of presentation to help students study for finals and stuff. Was that you that mentioned that? Unfortunately, that wasn't me. That was not you. Who was <laughs> it? Was that the person sitting would, down? Okay. No, but... <laughs> But I, I agree that, that this is a gem, and I, I think that, you know, the high school students, incoming high school students, uh, potential students incoming would, would really have a heyday down there with all that technology. That's right. amazing. And we're talking about the ZTV studio that's uh, here, in, here in Colby Hall. 
might as well give them a plug too, by the way. Um, all of the shows that are produced by students for ZTV are available on YouTube. So if you kind of just look ZTV, University of Akron, you'll eventually find what you're looking for. Amazing resources. Yeah, and for sure. And amazing guys down there too. They were so sweet. Oh, yeah, those students are great. They really are. What What are you doing? Since, well, since am, the University of Akron, it's been a little while, but I, I don't have anything that exciting compared to these chemists and these <laughs> <laughs> um, really, really important people. I, I just teach first grade. Uh, oh, you so... think that's not important? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I go to work every day and and love my job. Um, and I received my master's in educational leadership, mm-hmm. uh, edu- educational administration, and uh, the the connection that I still have with the University of Akron, just being able to mentor student teachers that are coming in and um, and and helping kids find their way, you know, that that's just, I, I enjoy that thoroughly, so. But no, not as important as, as some of these these jobs, so. I, I'll, I'll still argue, though, being a first grade <laughs> teacher not only has a lot of challenges, I think it is a measure of success, not only that you are a teacher, but you just said you love it. I, so. I do, and I have a lot of my uh, former kindergartners. I, I've been in this for 20 years now, so they come back, and a lot of them are students here at, at uh, the University of Akron, and once they tell me what uh, careers they're pursuing, I, I, I kind of saw it coming. So <laughs> early on in journal entries, it was it was noted that when they would draw about something that they wanted to learn about, and, and now to see them actually pursuing those careers as college students, it's, it's really rewarding. Right. What were you involved in on campus? Uh, so I was able to um, to be uh, a part of um, library systems and other campuses as well. But then mm-hmm. when I came here, I really was interested in, um, you know, in how this library system worked as well. So I, I promote libraries. I love the reading aspect of all of it. Oh, very good. Very good. All right. Um, let's move on to Dr. Brittany Coy. Hello. How, and people how are you? Now people can't see what I'm doing. When I, sometimes I'm looking at these sheets and trying to figure out who's who. So I'm, I'm pointing to everybody, and I was wrong each time. Uh, but Dr. Coy is here. You graduated um, with what degree? Uh, I had a degree in biology. Okay. Yeah, 2009 graduate. Uh, continued to University of Toledo. Graduated with a doctor of medicine in 2013. And then came back home to Akron and trained in emergency medicine. And stayed on at Akron General. So I work as an emergency medicine physician okay. at each of the five locations that we staff. Uh, oh, downtown, wow. Green, Bath, Stowe, and Lodi. Okay. You've so. seen a couple of my kids probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. What do you love about your job? I think the variety. You know, we get to be with people on sometimes their hardest day as well as sometimes one of their best days when they get a relief, you know, that a child is doing well or there wasn't an injury that they thought there was. But mm-hmm. um, it, it's kind of the ever-changing landscape of, you never know what's going to come through the door. And I think we're uh, very versatile people. Um, mm-hmm. They can come to us with a lot of questions. Sometimes we can answer them. Sometimes we can't. But we can always give our best to try to find the answer they're looking for. You know, speaking of questions and answers, what do you think are the questions that students should be asking while they're, while they're still students here, especially if they're younger students? What should they be doing that maybe they're not doing? Uh, well, I think obviously it's field dependent. But I think um, the, the next question should always be is, how can I gain a skill that's going to put me ahead of others, um, no matter what I'm planning to do? So uh, what connection can I make? What uh, class can I take? Um, and sometimes it might be something you don't think about. Like, I definitely were, wish that I would have taken more business classes um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a biology undergraduate. I never really thought about that. But I think, you know, that we all need finance uh, information. We all need information about 
um, how your business is going to run if you own your own business or you work within a business to understand the structure of how you're being paid or how the, the business is doing financially to know that, you know, it's a stable job. So I think that there's other things, you know, foreign languages. Uh, we were required to take four language, uh, four language uh, semesters. Mm-hmm. I think that was fantastic. People were always like, why? But I can tell you I've used Spanish to speak with patients or I have colleagues that have used ASL to speak with patients um, until an interpreter could get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of usefulness um, in, in trying out new things and learning in other areas. I definitely have students who complain about language requirements. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's hard to, you know, I remember when I was a student, um, the, and I, I did get tired of hearing the phrase, even though I appreciated it then, and I really appreciate it now. Um, we were always told we want you to be a well-rounded individual. and But it is really important. And that language component, you know, can be an important part of that, you know, being well-rounded. Obviously, in your case, there's an application involved. It's not just knowing it. It's actually using some of those things Absolutely. in a way that, like you said, People often at their very worst time, maybe the worst day of their life, and the lack of communication would really make that exasperating. And, you know, so the fact that you can help at least some of those folks, um, you know, probably really, really says a lot for them and and for your skills. Yeah, sometimes even if it's just a little bit to form a connection um, and let them know, hey, someone's coming to help that will be Mm -hmm. able to do this better. But the fact you make an effort is really important. We were talking off mic uh, before we started this about the chuckery. The chuckery at the student union. Um, what are your memories of the chuckery? Introduce yourself, too. I'm sorry. Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Jeremy Bruick. Uh, the chuckery, I remember coming to the chuckery with my dad, actually, before I was even a student here. Oh, wow. Because he was a student at the University of Akron, and I remember it being dark and yeah. somewhat smoky, and you could buy beer there. Yeah. And um, they so had I those big, the dark wood, like real heavy wooden chairs <laughs> yeah. all over. Very dark. Kids yeah. playing There's euchre. There's a McDonald's and every, you know, We always talk about that they, they had beer there, but I never really saw anything. I didn't hang out there a lot, yeah. but I never saw anything like wild. It wasn't that kind of a scene, not that I know of at least. Now, it's pretty tame when, now that you mention it. I don't have any good chuckery stories to share. I wish I did. That's a, there, that is a, a good story, though. It, wasn't, it, was, just, it was just nice. Just That's the all. fact that there's... You've got to remember the chuckery before the student union, the beautiful you know building that we have yeah. now, and that everyone gets a chance to take it. Well, it's like a seventies, eighties version of almost like a mall food court, but a little smaller. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah it was a good time there, though. The student, it was it was actually a very nice facility. This one is you know yeah way you know, way way better. Someday, but. some student organization will find a picture from the chuckery, and they'll have a chuckery throwback party or something of that nature, you know, and then we'll remember the chuckery. Yeah, and we'll continue to live. So you made it out of the chuckery, though. What do you do now? I made it out. <laughs> I am an assistant professor of education at the University of Mount Union. So I'm kind of in the business of education, mm-hmm. uh, working with young people that want to give back to the community, training wonderful teachers like we have on our advisory board, um, and just making sure that kids are being taken care of. Uh, kids, all their their basic needs are being met on a daily basis. So um, that's the work that I'm in, and the University of Akron has played a large part in that. Uh, I was telling some people earlier, I think I'm a triple crown winner here, uh, bachelor's, master's, and doctorate, all from the University of Akron. Mm. So um, I don't know more how much more heavily invested I could be than, than that, actually. I was going to ask you what, you know, what attracted you to this, this special group that's been formed, and I think you just answered it. <laughs> You know, I just think that uh, a sense of trying to provide um, opportunities for young people that might not have existed when I was their age and just a chance to give back to uh, young people that are trying to find their way, trying to determine 
where can I go to make an impact in the world and how do I get the training that I need to do that? So an opportunity like this to be able to meet and interact with students, to see the good work they're doing and to encourage others. Seek out what you're looking for in many places, but a place that you can always feel welcome is here at the University of Akron because we have a really inclusive and inviting campus with lots of opportunities and everyone should be able to find a place where they feel comfortable when they step onto this campus. Reminding our listeners, you're listening to Zips Unlimited on WZIP FM 88.1. My name is Chris Kepler and the general manager. And uh, we're going to continue discussions with um, at least some of the members of the Bookdale College of Arts and Sciences uh, Alumni Council. And so I want to welcome to the microphone at this point, Mr. Nick Schneider. Welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How? Tell me, when? what did you study at the University of Akron? So I studied statistics uh, with a focus on actuarial sciences. Okay. And is that what you're doing? I mean, and I know that, it sounds silly because sometimes you study one thing and you do another. Yeah. So actual science is very specific and I'm doing exactly that. So I am an actuary uh, for Erie Insurance Company in Erie, Pennsylvania. Now, some of our listeners might not know what is an actuary. What do you do exactly? Uh, I still don't know exactly, um, okay. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they keep paying you. So, you know, why not? Yeah. I mean, I'm good at trying to do what it is. Uh, basically, we are, we do the mathematics and the financials that make insurance happen. So how much money everyone needs to put in to, to pool together and then they, you you know, pay back out and make a little money at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right. You like what you do? It sounds, you sound like you're kind of enthusiastic about it. I mean, uh, no, I, it's, it's been a great career. I'm, I very much love what I do. Okay. When you, know, when you think about your time at the university of Akron, is there like a favorite memory that comes to mind? Uh, so I was telling the story earlier. Uh, I don't know if we're positive memories or not, but there is, there was a time when the college of arts and sciences, which was, was new in like early two thousands, it was actually closed for a heating problem for a period of time. And we attended class at like an abandoned high school across the road. And I, oh, really? I heard students are back there again now too in a little different capacity, but it was just like fun to be like college kids in like a middle school. <laughs> Were you involved in any organizations on campus? I was a commuter student working two jobs, uh, going to school. Okay. All right. I, I, I commuted as well. I was involved in, I was involved in WZIP, but a couple of other things here and there, but it's, it's sometimes it's tough, you know, to, to juggle everything. We can all identify things we'd like to do, but. It it's taken me into my fifties to realize there's only 24 hours in a day. <laughs> and it, I mean, it, and it really, there's, it, it, when you come to this campus, when we have literally hundreds of student organizations, plus all the other, you know, kind of one-time activities and things like that that go on, there's, you just, you can't take it all in just try to do what you can, I guess. But, uh, it's, it's, it's tough to do it all for sure. All right. Um, speaking of the university of Akron, once again, we have Dr. Laura Rocketenets. Did I say it right? You did. You okay. did perfect. We practiced a little bit, but that doesn't mean it was going to be right. And you're actually a, a professor here at the university, right? Well, I am. I, I do teach sometimes. Yes, I am a, a senior instructor in the biology department, but I am the director of the University of Akron Field Station, which is our outdoor learning laboratory uh, located in Bath Nature Preserve. Okay. Outdoor learning. Learning about what? Well, learning about science and nature in real time. So being able to you know, take biology from just between the covers of a book and moving it outside where you can actually look at plants and animals and do research in the field um, and get that kind of hands-on experiential learning that we know is so important for our students here. Now, is that something, did, did you see yourself in this kind of role or did you create this role or how, how did that all happen? Well, the field station's been around for about 20 years and so I didn't create the role, but when I saw the job posting, I was just finishing my PhD from here, from Akron in Integrated Biosciences and it kind of combined um, science communication, pure 
science research and, and education and outreach. And I just thought all those things combined are exactly what I want to do with my life. And I, I have to say, it's a dream job. I love it. How much time do you actually spend on the main campus? Hardly any. I'm okay. teaching this. I'm, I'm teaching this semester, so I'm here on Wednesday afternoons. We're teaching um, a class right now about the antique taxidermy collection on campus uh, called Cabinets of Curiosity: A Natural History Mystery. I am curious. I've never heard about that. It's so cool. Yeah, we're very excited. We have um, a bird collection that was donated to Bookdale College back in like 1904, 1910 by a Akron resident named Thomas Rhodes. And so our students have kind of cleaned up that taxidermy, and we're going to have an art opening at the Coming Center. How many people are involved? Do you know? I mean, is there any way to really count that? Because I, I think you had said off mic that there's events that involve, you know, the public and, and so forth. It's oh, not... sure. At the field station. Well, we, I mean, we have classes there every semester, but we also do, um, you know, public outreach events. So we've had four public outreach events already this year. We have another big one coming up later this month. We have, um, we probably see about a thousand K through 12 students a year, either in their classroom or on field trips. Um, so really getting kids excited about nature, thinking about how they can care for the environment, become good stewards, you know, responsible citizens of our planet, that type of thing. Okay. You have something in common with Scott, I think a little bit, right? Because you, Scott Vollmer is, is, uh, with the Great Lakes Science yes, Center. Vice President of Education and Exhibits at the Great Lakes Science Center. Very good. So you have some of the same language, I would imagine, right? It. Yep. <laughs> trying to inspire the next generation, trying to educate some young minds and, and teach them about science, technology, engineering, math, less mm-hmm. ecology and things like that. But Okay. You know. Now, what, what led you to that position? Is that something well, when you were a student that you thought, this is the kind of thing I want to be doing? Not necessarily. I, I graduated in 2000 with a history degree from the University of Akron, knowing that I didn't really want to be a historian or an, a teacher. Um, I worked at the Inventors Hall of Fame over that used to be Inventure Place right, right across the street from the university. So born and raised in Akron, um, very passionate about the city and, and everything that goes on there. And when I, when I started working there, my mom's like, well, this is a forever job for you. Ended up spending 12 years there, rising up to vice president in that organization, and just fell in love with nonprofits, working with kids, mm-hmm. doing informal education programming, um, running creative teams, curriculum teams, things like that. So that was a good step into the Great Lakes Science Center. Just what you named just now, I'll bet there are a lot of people who have no idea that all of that happens. Yeah. Yeah, the Inventors Hall of Fame. I mean, it, it was started in Akron. Now it's in D.C., um, and then again, Great Lakes Science Center. There's science centers in most cities across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's pretty pretty unique. It's right on Lake Erie, right in North Coast Harbor in Cleveland. And again, uh, you know, we're we're out there trying to educate the next generation to to inspire them to become scientists and engineers and mm-hmm. technologists. Very good. You know, when you were a, a history major here, we don't have to say exactly what years that was, but. What were you doing uh, outside of class? Were you involved in any any campus activities? I worked full-time my last year and a half. I didn't do any activities on campus, no sports or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It was D1. I played baseball for fun outside Mm -hmm. of that. But, yeah, I worked full-time my last year and a half and went to school full-time. So graduated in four and a half years Mm -hmm. while also starting a career, which is the opportunities that, you know, being a commuter at a university like this. Sure. um, the, The curriculum was diverse. The, uh, obviously, the, the student body was diverse. I mean, it was all just very eye-opening and inspiring. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Akron. Okay, you're West from Akron. Akron. Okay. Firestone High School. You know, if, if you were to, if there were, you know, incoming freshmen listening, and, and there probably are some, what would be your advice? What do they need to know before they get here or as they're arriving I can tell here? you don't need to know what you want to do when you get older, what you yeah. want to do when you graduate. Um, I, would, I would meet new people, 
ask them what they're passionate about and kind of dip your toes in all the all the different colleges here and, and take a bunch a diverse amount of classes to start figuring that out um, I you can be a jack of all trades I think by going to a school like this and, and really get a deep understanding of lots of different things and that'll prepare mm-hmm. you for anything and any opportunity that comes your way in the future. You know, I tell students that sometimes they, they walk in and some of them feel like they're they're very much behind because they don't have an exact life plan figured out yet when they're 18. And, I mean, it. I mean, as, as say, somebody in my 50s, I can say that with a smile because I think, oh, my gosh, you have no idea. You might be <laughs> closer to my age before you figured it out. But, I mean, it, and I think that's why you, when you come to a university like this, and I think it's, it's strong support for general education classes that people have to take because you get a taste of a lot of different things. And I've talked to so many students who were really surprised that something really took to them that they weren't expecting. Maybe it was history, you know, maybe it was a science class. Who knows? I mean, I took in the same semester, I took Western Civ and statistics, and I think they both were equally intriguing, totally opposite ends of the the spectrum when it comes to a career or, or working for the rest of your life. But again, they're both very intriguing concepts that, um, you know, you can parlay into future work. Okay. Well, speaking of statistics, I have a feeling, Marlena, you, you deal with some stats, don't you? A little bit, yeah. Okay. What's your last name? I didn't even ask before you. Gwyn. Gwyn. Okay. Um, and you are, what did you major in, first of all? I did my undergrad in chemistry and mathematics, and then I went on to do mathematics for a master's. Okay. So, and how are you using that now? Right now, I'm the manager of the local forecasting and analytics group. In for Energy Harbor, it's in downtown Akron, uh-huh. and we do a lot of analytic group work for both our just our load forecasting job, and then also for other parts of the company that commission our, our help. Math is a huge has always been a huge part of your life, yeah. obviously, and people are afraid of it though. You know what do you what do you tell people when they say, "Oh, I hate math," or "I'm not good at math," or whatever? I, I'm I'm positive you see it differently. There's. There's no way usually of convincing people that math is going to be for them, but yeah. it is everywhere, and there's no need to be afraid of it. We all do some degree of That's math. That's true. So. I didn't, you know, I, I, was, I was one of those people. I'm a communication major, so I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't really drawn to math. It was in grad school that I really, really, I was scared to death of my um, quantitative research class, and I think I worked extra hard because of the fear. And I thought, oh, the math is going to kill me. I'm, I'm obviously going to get kicked out of grad school, you know. And this was just not that long ago, maybe 10 years ago. And I loved it. I, yeah. I fell in love with the statistics. And I just I really, really like that type of analytics um, as opposed to, you know, some other ways you can research and so forth. But what would your advice be? You know, we were talking a few minutes ago with some of the others. What would your advice be to somebody who's, who's just starting their journey at the University of Akron? I I think my number one advice, bit of advice for pretty much anybody at any stage of life is not to be afraid to fail. You're going to, you're going to fail. It's okay. Just get back up and keep going. And like we've already talked about that you don't have to know exactly what your life is, life path is going to be. You probably won't know what your life path is going to be. Roll with the punches. How is your, you know, career wise, how is your life compared to what you were anticipating, you know, back say in college or just getting out of college? Is it Pretty similar, or are you in a different direction than you thought? I never thought I would work in the utility industry, <laughs> to be honest with you. I thought that when I arrived at the university, I thought, I will, I will be a chemist. And then I got to the labs, and I broke everything. Everything that they told us, this is You mean, high like, t- literally, like, broke glass or something? Yes, everything they told me, this is high ticket, don't break it. 
I, I'm just a small person. You can't see me, but I had just the like ape hands <laughs> and broke everything that I came into contact with that was expensive. So then I said, okay, I can go into a classroom. I'll be a teacher. That'll be great. And so I took all of the core science. I took way more science than anybody needed to take and then started doing the education courses and said, oh, this really isn't for me either. And I ended up taking an overlapping math course with some of the chemistry that was required to get further in the chemistry field. And I found that there was a five-year BSMS degree track at the time. And so I started going down that path and I loved it. Yeah, it's amazing how we start out. I was a business major. Um, long story short, it was not for me either. Some of the economics classes and stuff, it just, it was over my head. <laughs> I could have tried harder. I'll, I'll admit that. And ended up just sort of stumbling into something that I liked. And it's, it's always interesting when we talk to students. Some of them, you know, they start out doing one thing at the university. They might be part of WZIP and then they want to switch and study communication or, you know, it's just, it's all over the place. And I think all their stories are really interesting. They're all valid. And kind of goes back to what we were just saying that, you know, you might not have all those answers, um, especially when you're 18 years old. And, right. You know, it's okay. I think, yeah, I always tell students, if you're like, you know, a, a couple semesters out from graduating, like. <laughs> it's time. We, we, we need to start figuring something out if we haven't yet. Yeah. <laughs> you have pieces, parts of like 12 degrees. Let's let's pick one and, you know, but that doesn't happen too often. Most people find something I think that they, they really like. What attracted you to being on this on this council when you, when you first heard about this and um, were, you know, asked to be a part of it? Why? Why did you want to do it? I would say that University of Akron gave me pretty much everything that I really love today. It gave me the tools that I needed to obtain this job that I enjoy so much. I met my husband here. So everything that's really, really important to me outside of the family I was born into, it was given to me in part by the University of Akron. So I'd like to do something to give back to it. Zips Unlimited can be heard each Saturday at noon on 88.1 WZIP-FM. Yeah, 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 yeah.